welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AJF Plastering, with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 263. Thanks, as always, to everyone who's tuned in to last week's show, and a special big thank you to Nick Simarka for his time last week. Thoroughly enjoyed hearing his reasons for investing in a League Two football club in a little corner of East London and the rationale behind it as well. Always really interesting to hear uh, about that and, and, and the whys. Um, and also just understanding the business experience that he's able to bring to the table to help the club uh, on its future journey. So kudos to, to Nigel and Kent and everyone involved in getting people like Nick and, and Coley on board. I think they've done a, a sterling job there. We are very much in good hands. So this week we've got two games to review. We're going to bring you up to speed with all the news that's happened in the last week in case you've missed anything or forgotten it. Uh, loads of views obviously as you can imagine. So I think without further ado let's just crack on with this week's show. I think before anyone points out uh, the episode number, this is 264. Sorry. So you're not listening to last week's podcast. This is two. Right. Six, four. So sponsorship, as always, the podcast is proudly sponsored by AJF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company who cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour their systems. And hopefully you all know this by now, ladies and gentlemen. The best part is they offer 15% off for all Leighton Orient fans and staff. So if you like the sound of that and want to get in contact or find out more information about the wonderful company who are AJF Plastering. You can look up their website, which is quite simply www.ajfplastering.co.uk or you can email adam at the team at ajfplastering.outlook.com or if you're on social media, they're on all platforms or most platforms are on Facebook and Instagram, simply under AJF Plastering or you can find Adam on Twitter <coughs> at Big Ads with a Z L-O-F-C. So go and check out AJF Plastering. Absolutely. Supporters Club updates this week. So Scunthorpe coaches are leaving on Tuesday the 23rd of November. They're leaving at 1 o'clock from the Supporters Club. That is a obvious 7.45 kickoff. The adult fare for that one is 38 quid. Concessions are 35, under 15s are 19 quid. And then Northampton away on the 27th of November will cost you 27 quid for adults, 24 for concessions. Kids under 15 will be £14 and the coaches depart at a slightly more reasonable time of 10.30 compared to their normal times. Uh, cost you another three quid if you're not a member. And remember, these prices do not include your match day ticket. You can go into the Supporters Club on a match day and book, or you can call the travel line on 07507 539579. Note that as it is a new number, although not that new now that we're 16 games into yeah. the season. But in case you've not been paying attention. Nicely done. So two bits of AOB this week for you. First up, the Young O's are taking on Newport County in the second round of the FA Youth Cup. This is at the Bray Group Stadium, or Brisbane Road as we like to call it, on Tuesday the 16th of November. This one kicks off at 7pm. If you're a season ticket holder, you can get into this one for the measly sum of £3. If not, it will cost you £5 for an adult, £3 for concession. So get along if you can. Support the young O's as they aim to march into the third round of the FA Youth Cup. Hopefully, we'll be uh, talking about a victory for them in next week's podcast. Absolutely. Uh, one other piece of AOB this week. We'd like to wish Dan Walker... 
um, who was in the media department. He's now left for Pastures New. He's gone to a championship club and we'd like to say thanks to Dan for all his hard work and the great video content uh, that he's brought to us. You will be missed, um, but we wish you every success in your future career. Thank you very much indeed uh, for everything you've done for us, Dan, and it's good to get to know you, mate. Absolutely. I'm sure he'll be a stunning success down in South. South London. South London. So let's move on into the week that wasn't at the Orient. Starting with Happy Monday, the 8th of November. And the day started with the O's announcing their nominations for Player of the Month for November, being Dan Kemp, Tom James, Shadowgi, and Lawrence Vigaru. So for me, all decent candidates, probably ones who you'd expect to be on there, but I would imagine based on his month of a few goals, a few assists, some clean sheets, Tom James, uh, for me, I would have thought would have taken that one. Yeah, I mean, arguably, given, the, like you said, the clean sheets that we've kept, it would be a defensive-minded player. Shad probably up there because he's, you know, come into the team, kept Dan Happy, a more experienced player, out of the team. Tom James because the bullets that he puts in the box and uh, the goal that he scored and, 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 and you know, whatnot. So, and Lawrence Vigarou because Loz has had the problem with the racism, he's dealt with it superbly, yeah. the clean sheets he's kept. Um, and yeah, so I, personally, I would have thought a more defensive player would be probably more. I mean, there's three defensive players out of the four, yeah. but but I would have thought, knowing who won it, it would be a defensive player. Yeah, we'll come on to who won it a bit later on in the yeah, pod. Absolutely. But in the evening, the draw for the second round of the FA Cup took place. We were ball number 36, and we were drawn at home to face Tranmere Rovers with the tie to be played on the weekend of the 3rd to the 6th of December. I would imagine we'll be on Saturday the 4th. I'd have announced that. Oh, go on. 3 o'clock Saturday. 3 o'clock Saturday, fine. Yeah, okay. tough, tough draw, that. Yeah. Tough Not the draw. kindest when there's Boreham Woods, St Albans City, those kind of teams still yeah. in the draw. Yeah, absolutely. But fingers crossed, they're not doing brilliantly at the minute, Tranmere. They lost yesterday to next week's opponent's yeah. son. So hopefully they take that run of form into that game and we can... Knock them out the FA Cup. Nice home draw. More stress for some home fans wondering if they're going to be allowed into their beloved stands. We shall see. So let's move on. Sit in, in your seat, you mean. To Huey Tuesday, 9th of November. A very special day in the Orient Outlook Podcast Canada. Not only was it XO, JB McInnes' birthday, it was also our very own Bearded Legende, Mr. Paul Levy's birthday. Happy birthday, Thank you, love. mate. Very kind of you. Lovely, uh, well, I was working, so it wasn't like the best of days. Tuesday's a rubbish day to have a birthday. <laughs> like, you can't do anything, really. But, yeah, it is what it is. Another year older, uh, and I'm still here. So, uh, which is, you know, we've lost people, so I have yeah. my health, so I'm very proud of that. Uh, the club revealed that Dan Kemp has been voted the Player of the Month for October. Now, going back on what I just said earlier, <laughs> not quite sure how. I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but well done, Dan. I take nothing away from that, but yeah. Yeah, baffled. I, I must admit, I was surprised by that one, but it's a public vote, so people must have voted for him. So, well done to Dan Kemp. I guess on the plus side for Dan Kemp, he was, what, a squad player for this season up until yeah. early mid-November, and then November he's had, he's now forced his way into the team and kept it. looks unlikely to relinquish his spot based yeah. on current form. So well done to Mr Kemp. But as Paul said, not much to do on a Tuesday. However, there was a home game to go yeah. to, at home to Charlton mm. in the final group game of our Popper John's Trophy group conquest. So the team was announced at 6pm with Byrne in goal at the back, Kipriano, Mitchell, Happy, Ogie and Wood. In the midfield, Papadopoulos, Young, 
uh, and up top Smith, Satoyu and Omotoyi and on the bench for this one Sargent, Thompson, Sweeney, Clay, Kemp and Krumer and Tanga. Well done with the Papadopoulos, by the way. Thanks, Kenny Jackett made wholesale changes for this game as seven academy graduates started and Paul Smith returned from injury to start. Adam Thompson made the bench for the first time this season following his long spill out due to injury. And ex-Orient Academy prospect Charles Clayden started for the visitors. For me, didn't expect so many changes with the prize of having a home tie in the next round. There was still something to play for. But, you know, fair play. It'd be good to see how everybody does, especially mm. with so many young players. But what I've, I've never known is to have such a conveyor belt of talent coming off the academy line. Uh, it's incredible. It's impressive. Really impressive. Really impressive. So I can't remember the guy's name who left now that was in charge of the academy. Clearly, he, the work that he'd put into practice are, are really bearing its fruit now. Yeah, good to see. For me, um, yeah. Richard Thompson? No, after him. He left fairly recently. Oh, no idea. So yeah, I wasn't surprised when I saw that line-up. I think, I think we had the conversation at the back end of last week's podcast where I think you did think there'd be many changes and I thought we'd get you, it, you it, were right. more. Yeah. So I thought there'd be a few, a few more. Some big opportunities though for some players within that list. You look at players like Happy who you'd imagine would have been starting most games at the beginning of the season. Wood, who's kind of lost his place in the last month or so. Satiriu. So some big opportunities there. Paul Smith as well. So big opportunities. Great to see Adam Thompson back um, as well yeah. for that one. So... No, no no real surprises there for me. A lot of views one uh, came into us on this one, came into Orient Outlook. So Orient is so pleased to see Happy starting and pleased to see Thompson on the bench. Yeah, Dan Orton 2590 said Chartner seemingly picked a young team as opposed to what we all assume. So it's good it's a good chance for our youngsters and fringe players thrilled for Matt Young. Finally getting a proper chance. Yeah, good good prospect, Matt Young. It's been a very when we do our youth round up last season, especially, he was getting called out for some great goals yeah. and some great strikes. James O'Hagan said, be good to see all the fringe players get minutes. Delighted to see Thompson back. Kenny doesn't rate Sargent, does he? Fair well, point. yeah, that's a really good observation, that, because arguably he's the more senior to burn, but Sarge is on the bench. So I'm not quite sure. I'd love to, to have a club update as to what's going on with Sam Sargent, because obviously now we've got three keepers. Sam hasn't gone back out on loan unless there's no one in the National League either coming in for him or where Sam yeah. wants to go to get to get football time, you know. Uh, well, you can't in our league, in, in the Pro League, so, you know, the National League is the only place. So it's a, it's a, good, observa a good observation there, James. Uh, Len Chin Chin One said, looking at the players, I feel this will be another struggle. Cannot think this will be a big... Uh, will be a... Sorry... Cannot think this will be a win game. Vital players are missing. O's are through to the next round, but this game seems to be a bridge too far. Oh, Len. Len, Len, Len. How wrong you were, my Ian friend. Ian Hutchinson, 0-8 as the keeper, is a surprise. But to be fair, Byrne has not put a foot wrong in the games he has played. Good to see Thompson back just in time for when Mitchell is recalled in Jan. I mean, personally, yeah. I thought Byrne was always going to start this game. And I think there was a bit of criticism for Kenny last week because he didn't make any subs but yeah. I thought he didn't make any subs to keep that batch of players fresh for Charlton so in Kenny's mind Turns I think out you were right box ticks yeah and Byrne had two games and two clean sheets previously yeah right to come in so the match got underway under the floodlights on a fairly mild November evening and the action started early in the 8th minute as Charlton found space between Shadogi and Dan Happy 
Burston shot from a tight angle, but young Reese Byrne pulled off a superb save to spin the ball onto the crossbar, and Connor Wood eventually managed to clear the ball. Good save. Great save. Damn well, ball could have gone anywhere. It felt like it was in the air for like a lot bit, longer than what it was. Bit of good luck. Because that could have, two inches lower, that's a goal. Yeah, stood up tall though, done very well there, yeah. Byrne. Would have been very good for his confidence. So let's skip on to the 25th minute then. Amatoy beat his man, drove into the box, but his low shot was blocked, went behind for a corner. Good block there from the Charlton defender. Yeah, Dan Happy made a superb sliding tackle to deny Charlton a goal scoring opportunity on the half hour mark as well. Yeah, one minute of time was added on at the end of the half. Matt Young created some space, his shot took a deflection into Harness's hands as the referee brought the half to a close with the team's level at 0-0. Yeah, decent attendance, 2-2-9-5 with 762 from the away uh, team. So that's a really strong turnout, to be fair. For this competition, For this competition. it's been rebranded into what it's now become, that is a very strong um, turnout as well. Fair play to Charlton as well, 762 for... To travel, but it's not game. far to go, but it's just this competition. Yeah, no, that's I agree. The thing. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I'm I'm not a B-team boycott. I know there are people who are, and I know the reasons why. I'm not happy, as I've said in a couple of podcasts ago, that we have to play academy under-21s or under-23 sides as prof- I think it's a bit insulting. Um, Nothing there we are. There yeah. were no changes for the O's at half-time. Paul Smith... Had a close-range header, which was saved by Harness just three minutes in. Should have scored that. Yeah. As good as the save was, he's, what, six or seven yards out? Free header. Should have Should have done, done better. Unlucky there, Smith. 58th minute in, Anthony Papadopoulos went into the referee's book for a late kick on his man. And that was a stupid kick. Yeah, that was a stupid kick. Shortly after that, Paul Smith was denied again as he beat Harness to the ball. Following a long ball, he stabbed it towards goal. Looked like it was going in, but the ball hit the outside of the post and went out for a goal kick. Unlucky there, young Paul Smith. Yeah, nine minutes later, Anthony Papadopoulos' game was over as he was given his marching orders in the 67th minute. He got his second yellow card and we went down to 10 men for the final 23-odd minutes. That was a very soft yellow, but stupid first yellow. Correct. So he'll learn from that. I think he went on Twitter to apologise, to say like he's learned yeah. from it, as you would imagine so. So 70th minute in, nice moment for the O's. As Shad Ogie came off, made way for Adam Thompson, making his first appearance of the season. First appearance in eight months. Oh, so yeah. Seems longer. I thought it was February that he, he got crocked. In his post-match, he said, like it, I think he said it was eight months, give or take, and he said he's had some setbacks, been some real yeah. highs, been some low lows, but great to see him back. Seems like a really nice guy and yeah. could be absolutely pivotal yeah. to a promotion push for Orient this season. So Especially if we lose Alex Mitchell in January, as is suspected. He's on a season-long loan. He's on a season-long loan. So I, I Unless they've got a recall clause in January. I don't know why people keep jumping on I this. can't imagine Millwall... Great respect to Alex Mitchell. I can't imagine them recalling Alex Mitchell. He's only in League Two. I'm sure they've got other options or they'd go into the transfer market to get a more experienced defender. I'd, I'd be amazed yeah. that Alex Mitchell gets recalled. But look at central defence. Happy can't get into the team. Thompson, if we'll he's going to break in, he's going to have yeah. to demote Beckles, uh, Ogie. Well, he's or, not going to demote Beckles, is he? Well, he's going to have to demote one of them to get himself in, isn't he? Yeah. Otherwise, it, it writes itself. So, great, great headache for Kenny to have hopefully he goes and pushes those centre-backs to this is better. what we want we've got a small squad and you want everyone fit yeah. to be pushing all the others so that the other players think well actually if I don't do so well in training or if I don't have a good enough game I'm not going to get into the squad Absolutely. next time yeah. and someone's going to take my spot from the club's Twitter feed we took this following update on the 73rd minute Ruel Sotorio nearly capped off an amazing run two Charlton defenders tried to pull him back but he kept going. He beat another, but dragged his shot 
just a little bit wide. I'll tell you what, Ruel Satoru has got something in the locker that not we don't see often enough. That was a fantastic, mazy little run. He's got good, quick feet. He's and and he beats their players very comfortably. Um, kudos to him for that. I, I loved his grit and determination. He could have gone down for a foul. He's being pulled back. He's being fouled, but he didn't. He kept his head. He carried on driving forward. Got his shot off. Great skill from the world. Yeah, don't good worry player. Like good player. Often criticised, but. He did well there, I thought. Yeah, I think you need to see a bit more from Real. Like, while we are now on 73rd minute, we haven't mentioned him when he started the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, True, he's not, yeah. not been mentioned, but he has he has got it in him. Just well, we're not to talking about every shot and every this and every that. So. No, but we are talking about kind of the main highlights. And I think, you he's know, when you compare him yeah. to Smith, who we're going to talk about in a minute, who's going to get his goal, Satu seems involved very little in like the key moments of the yeah, game. I yeah. think Ruel would want to be more involved in. Yeah. But it was that little Irish man who uh, finally did get himself on the pitch and finally get his first goal for the O's after he pounced on a mistake from Charlton. Tried to play it out from the back. Defender slips over. They lost possession. Smith got the ball, drove into the box. Took it well. Boyd his shot past Harness. Made it 1-0 to the O's with 12 minutes left. Yeah, brilliant goal that. Really good goal. He sent the guy the wrong way. He's capitalised on the slip in the first instance, which is good. And Smith is quick. He's got a low centre of gravity. Yes, yeah. uh, so he was able to sort of feign going, almost feign going one way and then pull it wider. And he's just kicked it before their man's made a recovering sliding tackle or sliding block yeah. very good goal there he's done well there he's made it look easy and that was hard, hard. he still had a lot to do so he had to beat another defender and smack his shot into the yeah. corner of the net so space for himself he done had it to well. do that and yeah. it, that's his first goal do you know what I mean so I think we all Not would ever. hope no for Leighton Orient so we all would have hoped for more from him that was his first goal as he opened his account for the O's would have liked to see more from that and obviously does his trademark somersault that I wish he wouldn't do mate your groin's are dodgy mate don't be doing that don't put us all on a on tender hooks like that. So, well, up. given his injury record, yeah, you're right. I don't think Paul Smith should be doing that. Absolutely not. So, 84th minute, then he was taken off, made way for Dan Kemp. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Um, 83rd minute, then our final, third and final substitution as Tyrese Matoy made way for Dan Nakura. Yes, four minutes of time we added on. Dan Kemp was booked for time wasting in the third minute. Another pointless booking. I think he gets a pointless booking again uh, yesterday. A moment later, the ref brought the match to a close as Orient topped the EFL Trophy South Group G to ensure they get home tie in the next round as we progress into the knockout stages with a perfect record. Three wins from three in the group and three clean sheets from young Reese Byrne. So, Kenny Jacket, his interview post-match for that is on YouTube. He was very happy, very complimentary of the players. Obviously, Adam Thompson was highlighted, as you would expect. He was very complimentary of Paul Smith as well, who caused problems he for did. Charlton all night, get his goal, mm. which he deserved. So, all in all, a good night for Ryan. Your views yeah. on, on your birthday it, evening. Yeah, didn't see the whole game, but having scored the goal that won the game after what we've gone, like, you know, after the fact that yeah. we've gone down to 10 men, says a lot about the quality that we've got in our fringe players and also the youth um, that we've got within our ranks. There's a, there's a certain um, mental robustness that you need at 10 men to make sure that you're not slacking because you know, obviously, stating the obviously, they've got the man advantage. So uh, it's important that people do a little bit more and squeeze out another 5 or 10% out of their game to cover for the fact yeah. that we're a man down. Um, great result for the team. Uh, it will give everyone a confidence boost. Kenny Jacket hopefully has a selection headache for Saturday is what I wrote at the time. I hope Smith 
didn't pick um, Paul Smith didn't pick up the injury during the game. He did pull up with a hat like holding the back of his leg. So um, you know he was still able to pull off the acrobatic backward yeah. somersault goal. <laughs> Um, so he couldn't have been hurting too much, and hope Adam Thompson came through that okay as well. You know, first game back, he's not. You know, we've got no reserve league, so it's not like he's been able to run out or have yeah. friendly games beforehand. So it's kind of the, a good opportunity actually uh, for him to come back in. So yeah, hope he came through that okay. It's Paul Smith, the new FA Echonomy with the old FA Echonomy. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a while mm. since we've seen that being done down at Brisbane Road. Hopefully, I look forward to seeing it. A lot of times this well, season, if he so. stays fit, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and he's not at weddings. <laughs> Controversial there, Mister Levy. Stating so, facts. so no, a good win. You Stating can only, you, you only beat what's in front of you, right. and a one win when you're down to ten men against a team one division above you who have had a decent kind of run of form was fine. Good to see Smith get off the mark for Orient. Hopefully, first of many. I was quite happy for Dan. Happy actually. Good to see him start. Captain got the captain's armband, and by all accounts played well like we've only kind of briefly gone through the match but he made a few important challenges so it would have been good Lots, for his confidence yeah. really happy for Adam Thompson like we said I think he's going to have a big big part to play in our promotion push this season or in any kind of push this season and another clean sheet for Reese Byrne you know we speak a lot about Sam Sargent not being able to break into the team and ask questions about that it could be simply that Reese Byrne at the moment is a better keeper than Sam Sargent it could be as simple as that and at the moment, he's played three games and kept three clean sheets and made decent saves in all of them. It's not like he stood there and had nothing to do. He's made saves in all of those mm-hmm. games. So, well done for Reece. Yeah, yeah, great attendance. I think we've kind of covered that. But for yeah. a Papa John's Trophy game, that's a really strong attendance. And I mean, by saying, fingers crossed for a nice draw. But although, I think last season, we topped that group and ended up getting Bristol Rovers at home. And if you remember, Wimbledon came second drew Arsenal under 23 and then had the game reversed because Arsenal didn't want to play in play, the Empress, yeah, so you're right. and then Wimbledon went through and we went out yeah. so sometimes it's, it swings great around. great memory sometimes it swings around about yeah. with that competition because sometimes home draw gives you a harder draw than what you would have had you I don't remember who you got either so yeah so no, no but you're absolutely spot on you. we had yeah. Arsenal's Wimbledon drew Arsenal and yeah and then they Played them at home anyway or something. Yeah, because yeah. Arsenal don't want to play Wimbledon at a Papa John's trophy game at the Emirates. It's pointless. No. Well, don't they use Boreham Woods? Well, anyway, it doesn't yeah. really matter. But anyway, so those were, yeah, great point, yeah. great shout. Your views, uh, we had, lo- those were our views. We had loads of views that came in after this. Uh, so thanks to everybody who sent in their views to our social media accounts, which obviously, as you know by now, are sponsored by Town and Country Hearts and Essex Estate Agents. They're at Hearts Town. Uh, on Twitter and also at Charlie C H A R L I E underscore P O L E uh, on Twitter as well. And again, we'll try and read out as many of these tweets as we possibly can. But just because we read them, it doesn't mean we agree with them. And Paul underscore L T two P gets the first word. He says, "Great fighting performance by the team. Smith will come good. Ref let a lot to be des- left a lot to be desired. Another clean sheet." Yeah, good tweet there from Paul Chef Camp One. Said the ref kept up his massive record for cards. Great experience for the youngsters, and we won the Orient's way. Full credit to the lads for continuing to push right to the end. Steve Chaplin Four said, "Quite a comfortable win, even down to ten men. Hope Smith isn't injured again, and it was just fatigue, as he definitely offers something different. Defense solid, and good to see Thompson get a run out." Yeah, good points there, Dave yeah. Brew. Four seven nine seven six nine one one. So twelve competitive home matches, ten. 
clean sheets. Well done, you owes. That is an amazing stat. It's a great point to make. Yeah, Graham G one four eight four three nine five two said, "Great that so many youngsters got vital minutes. Great that we had eleven academy boys in the eighteen, and great that seven of them started. Great that Adam Thompson got back on the pitch." Great that Paul Smith scored. There's a theme here. Yeah. Great for Reese Byrne to keep three clean sheets. Sorry for Sarge. Kenny Jacket is loyal to Reese Byrne. Yeah, hashtag great. I think that, uh, I think that is a hashtag great. Yeah, yeah. Ted Talks Orient tweeted us that I thought Dan Happy was immense. He'll be knocking at the door on Saturday. Yeah, Mark Ross 0748710 said lots of positives. Smith and Thompson can be massive go, uh, going forwards. It's a long season. They're almost like two new signings, the amount of football that they haven't played. Thompson's yeah. almost like a new signing, so is Paul Smith when he gets a decent run of matches. Smith's only played the two for five games for us all season. Yeah, barely any. Trousers, Techno, said really yeah. enjoyed the match. Good standard, good result. Clear to see what we've been missing with Paul Smith. Real form in the side of the opposition's defence. Podcast sponsor at Big Ads LOFC tweeted, he said, I enjoyed hashtag B-team boycott tonight. Decent game for the admission. First half, not great. Second half was a lot better. Our reserves beat Charlton official reserves. So all in all, not a bad night's work. Winning breeds winning. Yeah, good tweet there from Adam. Don't mention the hashtag B-team boycott though, Adam. Final word, Winter Orient fan. TV so a great battling performance against a squad who are supposed to be at a higher level than us. Pleased for Smith to get his goal, which he took well. And the most pleasing thing tonight was to see Thompson back out there after his long absence. Yet another clean sheet as well. So those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook after the Charlton match. And if we haven't read yours, you've probably got one coming up after the Rochdale game. So Carol Langley, Flores Prediction League up there. Absolutely. So as everybody probably knows by now, we are sponsored by Carol Langley Flores. They're an established local business in Chingford, East London. They specialise in bespoke flowers for all occasions and events. And from a simple thank you to a lavish wedding or event, they can help. Get in touch with them. John and the team are waiting for you at Carol Langley E4. I'll spell that C-A-R-O-L-E. L-A-N-G-L-E-Y-E-4 or you can contact John directly at EssexBiz, B-I-Z, on Twitter. So kudos to Jeff Cole 18 Alan McClar 1 and Maggie Dog 10 that's a new one, yeah. who predicted 1-0 and Smith to score. My mind is blown that people <laughs> got that right. Okay, no, absolutely fair play to you. So you guys take a maximum of four points and we'll do a top of the table prediction league roundup at the yeah. end of the episode well done guys that, yeah, amazing so moving on into Wednesday the 10th of November there was another birthday in town as we say happy birthday to ex-O's manager it's Mr Ross Embleton absolutely a water championship winning assistant manager Tom James was named in the Skybet EFL uh, sorry Skybet football EFL team of the season so far having had an average rating of 7.26 a direct hand in six goals for the O's with 18 key passes, translating in three assists. Well done, Tom. Yeah, well done. Brilliant. Tom, like we said, he didn't even win Orient Player of the Month, and yet he wins numerous awards under the EFL. Based on stats. Yeah. Based on his performances. <laughs> He's had a direct hand in six goals. He's had 18 key passes that have been three assists. 
and his average rating, however they rate so him, far, is 7.26. Yeah. Very good. Only on a year contract, though, and as we've said before, there'll be other clubs who are probably starting to look at him and go, he's out of contract at the end of the season. Yeah. Maybe we can go and snap him up. So let's move on into Thursday, the 11th of November, emotional day, Remembrance Day, as you all will know, unless we forget those lost. Yeah, Tom James was voted... <laughs> As the PFA player of the not the Orient player of the month, but the PFA's player of the month for October. So Tom James scooping up more awards, more plaudits. So you can just tell that the Orient vote, <laughs> the, the, the club <laughs> one, is just pure emotion. Yeah, well done to Tom. Let's move on into Kenny Friday, 12th of November. My mate's birthday. Happy birthday to young O's, Anthony Papadopoulos. He think he was 18 years old. Happy birthday, mate. We hope you had a great day. I was having my bar mitzvah when he was born. Hey. Uh, yeah. Was so, it really? Yeah. The league, uh, the only League Two fixture on Friday the 12th of November was Hartlepool uh, entertaining Newport County. Newport County won 2-1, which meant that they moved up the league uh, and pushed us down one place to seventh in League Two. Yeah, good point. Saturday the 13th of November then. So the draw was made for the second round of the Papa John's Trophy, the knockout stages now, and the O's were drawn against MK Dons at home. Difficult tie, but we're at home at least. Should be good attendance for that one, I'd imagine. Should be should be a decent game. Fingers crossed we can make it through. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. They're a decent side. They're obviously, they've been in League One for a while. I don't know exactly how well they're doing. I should probably... Uh, know that, uh, knowing that I'm going to be doing a podcast this season. Well, they're fifth in the league. Uh, they've won three and lost two of their last five games. Um, so, yeah, they're there or thereabouts. Wow. 28 points from 16 games. So, yeah, you know, they're not having a terrible season um, either, to be fair. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a favourable draw for us because we're at home. So yeah. that's that's all you could want. So the main event of the day was Rochdale. Yes. Rochdale away, long journey up to North Manchester. Manchester. Before the game, <laughs> we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. And after 188 votes in 24 hours, you voted as follows. 10% thought we'd lose, 29% thought we'd draw, and a whopping 61% thought that we would win. So thanks to everybody, all 188 of you, for taking... Just a moment, just to vote in that. It's always interesting to see where the uh, fellow fans think yeah. the uh, points will go. Yeah, so at 2pm, the team was announced for the game. Vigaru lined up in goal at the back. James, Mitchell, Beckies, Beckies? Beckles, Ogie and Archibald. Midfield, Clay of Kiprianu. Kemp playing behind Drinan and Smith. On the bench for this one, we had Byrne, Thompson, Happy Wood, Prattley, Nkrumah and Ruel Satoru. Yes, absolutely. So that meant the O's had one change from their last league matches. Darren Prattley dropped to the bench. Omar Beckles was named captain and Adam Thompson was also named on the bench. And for me, I think it'd be really interesting to see what the dynamic is going to be without Darren Prattley. I I think it's going to be a positive dynamic. Uh, And others have said, like, where's Smith? No mention, not not in the match they squad. No Riley. This is obviously written, people, before the game. <laughs> I write my comments at the time, just like those who tweeted us at the time. Yeah. Three defenders on the bench and only Satoru as the recognised attacking option. Not take anything away from Dan Nkrumah, but he's not had the pitch experience that that others have had. So where's our strike? Why is that such defensive? And on the bench over Amatoyi. Who wasn't on the bench? Right. Yeah. So obviously fancy for him. Yeah. I mean, for me, 
I was surprised he left out Prattley. I know some fans have been calling for it, but I think Prattley does a lot of stuff that we don't recognise happens. So a lot of organisational stuff. So I was actually quite surprised that Prattley was on the bench. However, kind of not not disappointed, more surprised. Wasn't sitting there going, oh, I think Prattley should start. I was like, oh, okay, a bit of an eyebrow raiser to see what would happen there. Mm. Obviously, it gives Craig Clay a different dynamic as we've yeah. seen before. And, and, his, I, and sorry, and his captain, club captain as well. And his club captain. captain. So yeah, obviously Beckles, like you said, was named captain. Mm. For me, I was sitting there going, "Where is Paul Smith?" And again, the club. It seems to be a tactic now. I'm sure most clubs do it. Well, I don't watch every other club's videos in the post match, but Kenny, no injuries, no issues going into the weekend. We're fine. And then you get there, and Paul Smith's not in there. And you're like, really? Again? Come yeah. on now. Yeah. My, I know we've defended well. You. you Happy might have a case to be sitting there going, well, I've played a blinder here again on Tuesday and I'm on the bench again. I feel like I should be getting maybe a bit more Mitchell leeway. Straight back in. Wood's probably sitting there going, he's still playing Archibald at a left wing back. He's not really his position. I'm a left wing back. What's going be interesting. There might be a bit of discontent amongst that squad looking at it, going, I didn't think I deserve a shot here and I'm yeah. not getting it. So those were our views. Loads and loads of your views coming into us or in Outlook Podcast Towers at 2pm Andy Wobbs started it all off by saying Prattley deservedly bench didn't think Kenny would do that squad still really strong Smith can't get a look in either well Smith was actually uh, injured via his toe injury that I think we'll cover a bit later on yeah Andy uh, Wobbs you've done Billy Carroll GB said happy to see Prattley dropped would prefer a back four but Kenny Jackett will never do that and where's Paul Smith <laughs> Biffo props it's always a captain's innings from Omar good player Great leader. Nick Samarka alluded to that in last week's podcast as well. When we asked him about players, we'd caught his eye. He mentioned Omar for being a leader mm. and for doing that. So great spot there. Yeah, Miranda Grell said, nice, strong lineup. Great to see Clay start a well-deserved captaincy for Beckles, who has a presence and strength. Yeah, Rich Denham was not happy. Seriously, why are Smith and Riley at the club? Literally never available for selection. He's right, he's absolutely it's right. It's hard to argue with I feel case. sorry for them because if they're really that injured that much and they've not been that injured in the past, what's going on? Why are they suddenly picking up... Why are they not recovering as mm. and, and, and being able to play? Chris Coe, 129-36917 said, would much prefer Prattley to Kiprianu and concern that three of the bench defenders with two centre-backs... No Smith or Riley means a lack of experience in the attacking options. Great to see Thompson back on the bench. Yeah, John Crabb Frey said, Hector needs to earn his spot. He looks good in coming on when we're three or four goals up. I struggle to see what he offers in tight games. So loads of talking points, loads of tweets into us before the game. So we were all looking forward to the game at three o'clock. We were all very excited and expectant. But just 40 seconds yeah. later, after Harry Smith had got the game underway, the worst possible start for Orient as Kelly floated the ball in from the left to the back post where O'Keefe headed it back across goal and Tom Newby was waiting just a couple of yards out nodded home past once Vigaru and it was 1-0 oh terrible way to start <laughs> what a terrible oh. way to start I mean where do you start with that we were talking before we started recording didn't we no one stopped the cross no one stopped the header across from uh, from the back post and no one stopped. Beckles didn't even seem to realise that the geezer was behind, Beasley was behind him, ready to head it in. I mean, they'll not score an easier goal than that. That's a stand. That's something that they've worked on in training. 
goes to the far post, it gets headed back. Yeah. Or something they've worked on because they've seen how we play, which I think is a point that you want I to think, make I think about. it's a bit disappointing, isn't it? They've obviously, I don't know if they targeted Archibald going, he's not really a defensive player, so kick, try and get the ball to the far sticks on the left-hand side because he hasn't got to know whether he's coming or going. Yeah. And there were two of them waiting to head it back across goal. and Newby's got a, a very simple header, but the damage is done when that Sorry. cross comes yeah. in. When the cross comes in and no one's there, and, you know... They've made the right decision to head it back across goal, back into Newby's path. Yeah, because I meant Newby, not Beasley. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So a really, really disappointing staff. But in the eighth minute, it was quite an open game. Harry Smith had a good chance. He couldn't convert in the eighth minute. Cross came in from our left. Coleman got a fingertip to the ball, pushed it into Smith's path. But there was O'Keefe in front of him, who made the block. Now I know Harry Smith has done well, and I know we've all been fairly impressed with him. He should be scoring that. He should I, just be putting his laces through it, just absolutely rocketing that ball home. I think if that falls to Drinan, it's in the back of the net, based on Drinan's current form, and if that falls to Harry Smith earlier in the season, I think he buries it. I was quite disappointed by that. I know it's a half chance, but in my eyes, it's a half chance that he should have taken. Mm. Dan Kemp was fouled about 25 yards from goal in the 11th minute. He took the resulting free kick, which was only just off target from what I could see. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen that free kick, but I'm surprised Tom James didn't take that. Obviously, James has got a very good free kick on him as well. I don't know if it was, it was what side the, it was on. It was but to the right of goal to a left footer. Possibly. I've not seen Kemp take a great free kick. I've got to be honest, the only good free kick I've seen Dan Kemp take was for West Ham youth against us in the pre-season friendly last season when he scored the thing. I've not seen Dan Kemp do that. And he's on corners duty and the corners aren't great. No, so. But yeah. that wasn't far off to be fair. Oh, that, fair play to Dan. That unlucky Dan off. Kemp. In the 13th minute, Hector Kipriani picked up a book in. He got a yellow card for a late tackle. Yeah, four minutes later, Dan Kemp crossed for Aaron Drinnen who was unmarked in the box but crashed his header onto the bar and ended up heading the rebound wide. You talk about Smith and that chance, um, what, 10 minutes ago, that, sh- that was gold, that was guilt, that was gifted, that should have been one all. I thought that was, period. I thought that was a great build up. Yeah. There, I thought, I've just kind of called out Kemp for not scoring free kicks or poor corners, I thought that was a peach of a cross onto Drillin's head. The only thing, I think that's a bit more difficult than what it looked though because of the pace on the cross and he's got to get his head on the ball and dip his head down a bit. But arguably, you, right, would, you, would, you would expect him to score that. To quote you from a minute ago, given the form that he's in yeah. and the confidence that he yeah. has, he should be very... Yeah, I think so. Mm. I mean, I think there's a difference Easily. between hitting the bar and that and kind of getting it, a defender getting in the way. I thought... I thought it was Drillin, a free header, wasn't it? He wasn't under any pressure. Uh, the only pressure he was under was the fact the ball came in at pace. Yeah, I think that was diff- I think that's more difficult than what we what we realised though. But he'll be disappointed he's not scored that. I think. Drew. Oh, I think so too. I think so. So yeah. Dylan Lucky like was going to be Drynan. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's Drynan. Let's say Drynan. Okay. So at this point, one 0 down. Rochdale was still coming at us, and Vigru had to be alert to stop a goal bound effort from Odo. Is that right? Odo. Yeah. I believe so. The equaliser, though, it came in the 23rd minute from Aaron Drynan as the O's pressed. And a great pass from Dan Kemp found Aaron Drynan alone <laughs> on the edge of the box. Now, there, as you were watching that, there was potential hint of offside that obviously wasn't given. So we're going to take that. He ended up burying his shot under Coleman to make it one all with the Rochdales complaining yeah. also that he was offside. For me... Brilliant finish from Aaron. Absolutely fantastic. First class. Since since going behind in the 40th second of the first minute, we've actually been the better side. Playing better football, um, much stronger, uh, good passages of play, getting the ball from front to back. Um, 
And, th- and yeah, that was just the icing on the cake. Yes, we should have scored earlier, probably one or two goals earlier, but that was a great piece of luck. Great weighted pass from uh, Dan Kemp, yeah. a good turn and shot from Drynan. Yeah, I think you've said it. Good assist, good finish. Thank you very much. Yeah, Final. yeah like it. Well, yeah, he's been close in the 27th minute as Dan Kemp had another excellent cross that came to the on-running Hector Kibriano, but his side-fitted effort went just wide. 28 minutes on the clock then. Ogi and Newby clashed. Ogi put his head towards Newby, who went down, yeah, very theatrically, and a Rochdale player ended up shoving Ogi over, and Ogi ended up getting a yellow card. None for the Rochdale players, but I have to say, Newby's tried to con the ref a bit there, but... Ogie is lucky to only get a yellow because he's made the referee made a decision. Yeah. That should that in theory that should have been a red and I've seen loads of reds all day long for something like that. Um oh sorry, O'Keefe did pick up a yellow card even though I don't think it was O'Keefe that actually shoved Ogie over. I think there was a bit of confusion yeah. as to who it actually was. There was a bit of time uh, from the referee, but yeah, Ogie's very stupid there. The moment put, you put, put your head, head the in. moment you put your head into a player regardless of whether they go down theatrically or they've been shot that they're always Correct. going to do anyway or whether they just kind of look at you and kind of discuss you're going to give the ref a, it's it's ref a decision to make luckily this time the ref has kind of not not sent Ogie off yeah. lucky there lucky. very minute, lucky yeah. O'Connell cold and effort narrowly wired of the far post from 25 yards yeah we were lucky a minute later long ball aimed for Bradley bounced behind Beckles but Bradley couldn't get on the end of it, Lawrence Vigoru came out to gather the ball in the end, yeah. Yeah, four minutes of time were played out, no further talking points as the O's came from behind, going with the scores level at half-time, 1-1. One, one. Yes, uh, there were, we know there were 493 uh, away. I don't exactly know, unless you've seen it and I've missed it, uh, how many... Uh, we're at home. No, no um, idea. So let's. I think you're probably going to go and look for it. I David am. Barrett six tweeted us at half time. We had a few tweets at half time. He said, "Just too easy for them to pass through our midfield. We are missing Prattley, big time." Steve Forecast one tweeted us and said, "Certainly need more in midfield. Kipriano isn't at the required pace, but Clay and Kemp are doing well." Yeah, Land. No, there isn't any note of it. Land David one two three four said a mixed first half. Very sloppy to give away the goal. Go, got back in the game and bagged the equaliser. Game very settled in the last 20 minutes. Lucky not to be down to 10 men. Need to improve the second half to win the game. But overall, a good half. Yeah, so no changes at half-time for the O's. As a quick goal kick came to Odo in the 53rd minute, he drove into the O's box, but his effort was weak. And Lawrence Vigoru collected the ball. Yeah, that was a terrible effort. 55 minutes on the clock. Dow should have taken the lead as the O's stood and watched them pass the ball around our box and Beasley's shot deflected just wide of the goal. We're a bit of a let-off there, very flat-footed. And how he's been able to, to, to get that ball uh, and, and get his shot off is, was, was shocking as I watched that at the time. Yeah, terrible. OK, Tom James done well to keep the ball in play with a superb cross in the middle of the Dow box in the 64th minute. Harry Smith saw the chance, ran onto it, headed the ball, but hit the top of the bar and went over. And again, I don't know if I'm being harsh at the moment to Harry Smith. That's his bread and butter. He's the tall brute in the middle of the pitch. He's won the header well. And that, I mean, that, that is inches from being a goal, right? Because if it hits the underside of the bar, it's going in and it hits mm. the overside. But again, I think he'll be disappointed he's not scored that. Mm. Oh, no, 100% he'll be disappointed. Yeah. Again, I'm not sure if I'd argue what you argued for Drynan in the sense that it was probably just sitting a little bit too high and he needed to get up and head it down. And I don't think he had that 
that time because of where the ball was placed. So I think, I, I don't know, fractions, fine margins, fractions of inches yeah. really, isn't it? A minute later though, the O's were ahead as Tom James's long throw was headed clear. But step forward, super Craig Clay. He pounced <laughs> and spanked the half volley into the bottom corner with superb technique and made it 2-1 to the mighty O's. Take a bow, Craig Clay. He hasn't scored in over a year, uh, but that was worth the wait. That's one of those, as soon as he's left his boot, you know he's going. The best thing about that is, if you watch it back, I'm sure many people have watched this back numerous times, when he hits it, you hear it, you hear it, that his boot connect with connect. the lever, and yeah. it's so loud, it's like a... Solid connection. Yeah, yeah. great goal, love it. Well done, Craig Clay, and, you know, to run halfway across the pitch to celebrate with those fans, <laughs> I love it, love it. Yeah, because they were tucked away, obviously, <laughs> yeah. at the... At the side. Yeah, it doesn't do tappings, does he? He Craig. doesn't like a tap Craig. in that lad. So Dan Kemp was booked in the 69th minute for throwing the ball away when it had gone out for throwing. That's two silly bookings now for Dan Kemp in this podcast. He got booked for time wasted on Tuesday night. He He's been booked for throwing the ball away. So I presume he must be on three or four bookings now. I don't season. know if that counts Tuesday night yeah. into the league. All right. I'm not sure if it does. Um, stupid booking though. Yeah. There was no need to do that. It, he... he He'd taken the ball out of play. I remember it vividly. He'd taken the ball out of play. And when the referee blows, obviously says it's a, a throw to, yeah. uh, to Rochdale, he ends up just kicking it away. Now, it's a bit petulant. It probably wasn't a booking because you see people do it all the time. Yeah. And the fact is, he has got booked. 75 minutes on the clock now. First Orient changes. Hector Kiprianu was replaced by Darren Prattley. Not sure why. Couldn't fathom out why that had happened. I don't think Hector's injured or anything. I thought Hector had had a good game. Craig Clay sitting... Hector pushing yeah. forwards. The dynamic for me worked really well. I was very pleased with that. Yeah, okay. 80th minute in, second sub, as Aaron Drillen was replaced by Ruel Sotelio. No, we're gonna have, he's going to have to change the way he spells his name. Unless it's D-R-Y-N-A-N, it's going to be consistent Drynans. Drynan, yeah, okay. Right <laughs> on the stroke of full-time, though, or just shy of full-time, Rochdale managed to equalise. Kelly sent the corner in. It's headed goalwards. I think it hits. At, it actually hits Lawrence Vigaru. Uh, before falling for Newby, who'd made the simplest of tap homes from just a couple of yards out to make it 2-2. So it's, everyone will say that's typical Orient, right? Yeah. But that hasn't been Kenny Jackett's Orient. Correct. At the same, apart from Port Vale, which you can argue where the system scenarios happen, that's been very uncharacteristic of Orient. We look very good from set pieces, defending set pieces, and generally, other than this game in the first minute, and the 90th minute, we've actually defended very well this season. We've had most but very uncharacteristic, yeah. and it didn't seem like they were going to equalise at the time. I think someone tweeted, I don't know if they tweeted us, I saw it, they went to Alan McAnally on Sky Sports Saturday and the 88th minute, and he was like, I can't see Rochdale score. I can't see Rochdale scoring here. And then two minutes later, he's back going, oh, it's too all. Very frustrating, but I, I, I wouldn't, that's not Kenny Jackett's or I was surprised, I must admit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that. And, and it's not often that you're going to see Harry Smith get beaten either. Because he was the one who tried to beat the Rochdale man who headed it goal-bound to, to Lawrence Vigor. Look, you know, it is what it is. We've just let ourselves down a little bit. Absolutely. We've not won our personal battles there. For some reason, there were six minutes of time added on. It all played out. Andrew shot wide from... Uh, for, for Rochdale and Dan Kemp headed at Coleman as the game ended 2 all to maintain both teams' unbeaten runs. Yeah, so the game finished 2 all. Kenny Jackett spoke to Dave Victor after the game. We're going to play his first two and a half so minutes, uh, even though the full interview is on YouTube. So here's what Kenny Jackett had to say post-match to Dave Victor. 
Kenny, thanks for joining us. You must be so disappointed with that result. Yeah, we are. And, and you know, the, 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 the corner there where they've got a lot of bodies in, but they've got the first and the second contact. And, and I understand the initial header hit, hit Lawrence, but, you know, we needed to be there to to read the second ball to, to hook it out and it's, it's you know those moments that have cost us today just just generally uh, it was quite a good performance and I did think we were the better side you know but um, similarly you have to concentrate for 90 minutes unlike us as well because we've been very strong at the back not just in the defenders but uh, in, in our set piece defending and, and in our, our defending as a block and as a team which uh, the first minute and the last minute have let us down the bit in between you know we've, we've, we've played very well because it was a test of character after that terrible start. Yeah, it was. I mean, we've got done on the far post. You know, there's 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 two sort of three, O'Keefe and Nubia three on the far post really for you know for us and our left wing back couldn't get around quick enough and, and obviously Busy's uh, 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 put it in. But similarly, there was a lot of time to go and I still felt confident once the game started and I did feel that. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of things right today and, and there's a, a, a lot that players can, can base their performances on and, and, and bring confidence to. Obviously, we need to eradicate those mistakes and, and as I said, you know, two, two, two goals, you know, it needs to be zeros and ones really in the, in the against column and, and it wasn't there today. Having said that, they've got some attacking ability as well, uh, 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 Rochdale, but I did think even then, you know, if we could have just got our final pass right, we were up and around their box and had a lot of the game and, and if we just could have got our final pass right and, and, and just that execution of maybe you know the right pull back, the right finish at the right time, then then you know we, we deserve to score more as well. And Ryan's goals per minute ratio at the moment is very impressive. It seems as if uh, he was nigh by the woodwork. Did it cross the line before he got that equaliser? Yeah, we'll never know. It's one of those for, for you know the the, the uh, linesman on the other side, and and maybe with such a you know a, a, a quick flick, he, he, he thought it wasn't. So you know we'll see. Uh, and um, but it won't affect the result. Uh, and you know it's a one of a number of good efforts in a dominant period that we had and, and really should have been ahead. He does work so hard, doesn't he? He does, and, you know, we've got, I, I think, in, in most positions, good players. I thought, I'm pleased with what, you know, the effort that the players are pl putting in. I do think for, our, for a lot of our players, there's a lot of our players on the way up, which is, which is a really good thing, is a positive thing. And, and now it's about us just retaining our hunger, uh, nailing down the details, working hard to, to keep improving all of the time as well. But, you know, some good performances there and some good, good young players that are, that are on the way up. And that, that encourages me, uh, although obviously today I'm disappointed. So that was Kenny Jackett speaking to Dave Victor after the game. As always, thanks to Dave for sending that interview over us. Kenny also wanted to say that Paul Smith has a toe injury, expects him back in training this week. I like what he says, Kenny. He speaks very well. He's honest. Yeah. He doesn't go into too much detail. He doesn't give you too much information. He doesn't end up waffling on. But yeah, uh, he's, he sums, he's quite succinct. Yeah. Um, in, in what he says, I, I, you know, what he says makes sense, and I can buy into that. And, and he's disappointed, and, and we didn't do this, and we did that, and we were right with that. But yeah, fair enough. So the league table, then that draw sees us drop to ninth in the league now, as we've now played sixteen games. We've only won, well, I say only, we've won five of them, we've drawn nine of them, but we've still only lost two games all season. We've got goal difference of thirteen, which is one of the best in the league. We're on twenty-four points. As we as we talk now, yeah. right. right. So my Your views, views, yeah. I think it's two points dropped. I, I, you know, that's how I feel about it. I think we got off to a terrible start by conceding in the first minute, um, but we got back into the game, and both teams were in good form going into this game. You know, they also had uh, a good run of form. Two poor defensive mistakes has cost us, uh, which just shows you how how tough this league can be. Um, 
On the balance of play, we should be talking about a win. Um, despite only losing two all season, it just, it's just really frustrating to talk, be talking about so many draws, especially you know when we've been in a winning position. Uh, as we were today um, and we've done enough at times in games to win them but for whatever reason we haven't so you know if two or three of those draws had yeah. turned into wins you know we would be comfortably in the playoffs uh, at this point which or the playoff places at this point which I know sounds a bit ridiculous as we're now a third in, of the way into the season you know, let's see where we are in March um, but you know we need to be more clinical uh, in both boxes uh, you know we have plenty of chances to take uh, take the lead earlier than we actually did. Um, I take the point. Move on. Um, it's two points off of the playoffs with five off the automatic, and as I said earlier, a really good goal difference. But I guess just all in all, just feeling a little bit frustrated with Orient at the moment, even though we've only lost two games. Um, but you know, we're still very much in the running for everything. We're in cup competitions. We're there or thereabouts for the league. So you know, shouldn't really be too. Uh, too downbeat about this um, question marks over Smith and Riley's fitness and injury record with us I don't believe they've had historical injury problems so what, what's going on here good to see Thompson back on the bench as well um, albeit obviously he didn't get, uh, get on the pitch but I'm sure there'll be game time for him coming yeah. up in the not too distant for you? Good point. Yeah, it's a bit strange. I think we've already spoken about it being typical Orient, but not being kind of the Orient that we've seen this season. Disappointing to drop points late on. Uh, again, like you said, if you can turn three of those draws into wins, it would be a very different story at yeah. the top of the table. Disappointing start, but we came back well. They've still got a battle well after going to go down so early, which they did, which was great to see. Great to see Aaron Dryden and get another goal. He's obviously now starting to overtake Smith as the main scorer. Yeah. So that's good. That seems like that's coming on. Cray Clay, another strong performance. Great goal. Good to see that. Um, he has had criticism. We've criticised him enough times on this podcast. Great to see that he's kind of on a real good vein of form at the moment. At the moment, he is the undroppable one in the central midfield. Yeah. And it's whether you're going to play Prattley or Kipriano next to him, uh, who offer two different kind of roles, I think. So... That's an interesting one. Just on Clay, we complained last week or the week before about him passing instead of shooting. Yeah. And here today, he's obviously this is what we have to say. Thanks, Absolutely. Craig. Well Top done, man. Craig. I think there's questions now over the defence. It's quite an interesting time now for Kenny because you look back on yesterday and you go, defence really didn't do very well when they were under pressure. And now you've got Dan Happy sitting on the bench who's come off the back of a decent performance against Charlton. And you've got Adam Thompson sitting there on the bench now who... Might need a few more weeks until he's absolutely 100% match fit, but Kenny might be sitting there going, three weeks ago I would stick with Mitchell, Beckles and Ogie in the central defence. Now I've got Happy who has done well for me and I've got Adam Thompson who is on my bench now. So be interested to see what he does next week and if he keeps Archibald. And I know he likes Archibald and left wing back, but defensively he's, he's been, I think he's been done there from the, at the first goal. I think from my point of view, I think Archibald is the one who has to do better. I know there's other things that happen within that scenario, but I think Archibald has to do better as one of those players. So I think Kenny's got a few interesting choices to make in his defence for next Saturday. Sutton aren't going to, we'll obviously come on to Sutton, Sutton are quite physical. Mm. They're going to lump it into that box. Is Archibald the right player to have as your left back in there? See, Archibald isn't a left back. He's not a left wing back. Yeah. He's a left winger. So he's an attack by yeah. guy. I don't blame him for not having that defensive part of his game nailed on 
unlike Connor Wood. If you're if you're, you know I mean? if you're if you were the Sutton scout and you were there yesterday, you'd be going just lump it, just lump it, just lump it into their back, lump it to left back, and lump it into their centre. From set peaks, you lump it into them. They don't like it. The keeper doesn't come for balls if he if 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 he can. They they're a bit hesitant. We they had two bits of pressure to defend in the first minute and last minute and they couldn't. Sutton scout be going just, just get into their box high and they won't like it. So it's interesting to see what Kenny will do. It's He's got a decision to make in defence. Yeah. So, yeah. But for me, everyone says it's two points dropped. I'm not sure at the moment. Got to ask me in May. If we get promoted by a point, you look back and you go, that was a point gained. If we miss out on automatic promotions or the playoffs by a point, you look back and you'll be able to point to Rochdale as being a pivotal game of the season. I think only time will tell on that one. Yeah, I don't think it will be um, because I think there'll be Hope other not. games where we probably should have lost it and end up winning it, for example, or getting Possibly. something from it. There'll be... Yeah, possibly, possibly. So those were yeah. our views. Lots of talking points there. Huge amount of feedback, obviously, after this match as well. Lots of frustrated people out there. So thanks to everyone whose views came into our social media accounts. And again, we'll try and read out as many as we can. And just because we read them, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. Yeah, Gold931 started us off by saying two points definitely dropped. First minute and last minute. Need to concentrate more in games disappointing record blue app said two dropped if we're to be serious about pushing for promotion very frustrating and disappointing to be conceding a goal like that in the 90th minute felt like we were the better team overall but need to start winning these types of games i I do agree but let's give rochdale credit they're no pushover either they kept battling until the 96th minute as well yeah e10 newman said point is a point but in my opinion should have gone for the third goal instead of playing patty cake for long periods after the second goal kid samson oh said can't complain about the performance but got to be unhappy with the result clearly we have a mental problem not physical technical ability deficiency uh, still unnervingly confident of a successful season. Keep that. I think many people are. Many people were like, well, we didn't win, but I'm still confident we'll be up there, give or take, end of the season. So maybe that's making things seem a bit better than what they are. The confidence, again, yeah. in Kenny Jacket and the team we've seen so far. I'm wondering if because the expectation of Kenny Jacket has raised expectations yeah. beyond reason, possibly subconsciously to me as well, which is yeah. why I'm a, probably a bit more critical in the last 16 yeah. games. We've only lost two, two games all season. We're still in the hunt for a playoff we're still in all the cuts we're still five points off the play like nothing's settled yet Um, but I think it's just because you've got that big name Kenny Jacket who's leading us um, that you kind of your expectations level has gone up two notches Um, David Sears 3 said Rochdale the worst side I've seen this season not good enough in the last 15 minutes looked like a vigorous fumble for their equaliser but not seeing the replay we need to be beating teams like Rochdale if we have aspirations of promotion yeah Steve the F1 said two points dropped the result of negative thinking in dropping deep to defend a lead in the last 10 minutes 10 draws from 17 games tells a story. Parksy1881 said, I'm a happy clappy, but that's two points dropped, conceding two of the softest goals of the season so far. Rochdale were very poor in my opinion, and we ran the entirety of the game. Clay was immense, but in Kenny we trust of course. Yeah, Carl Fear 01 said, definitely two points dropped, no question. We played so well, and we were given absolutely nothing to deal with at the back for 99% of this game. But we switched off at two of the most critical points of the game. Such a shame. We deserved a win. We threw it all away. LOFC underscore Ed said, that's so annoying. 
Overall, we were superb. We closed them down and forced them into making mistakes. However, Drynan and Smith should have got uh, the headers they had off the crossbar on target. Going positive again, though, it's another point on the road. Yeah, Ross McCaff said, I'm just not sure how that's happened. We looked comfortable and we threatened the third. Then the defence just completely switched off at a corner and gave them two bites of it. Stay unbeaten, but hope we aren't ruining that come May. To your point earlier, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Terence Coates, too, said, Thought our defence let us down today. Yes, we were the better team, only because Rochdale were worse than us. But the defence looked shaky throughout, other than Tom James' second half. A match-fit Thompson would definitely help turn these draws into wins. Yeah, I'm not having that Rochdale were worse than us. It's, it's We've tactically set ourselves up to, to make sure that we nullify their threats. It happens in games. Sometimes they're even, sometimes it's very one-sided, and other times it's, it's fairly, fairly even, like... Just, that's just how it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Rishi J. Bourne said, absolutely robbed by Rochdale. Poor side who didn't deserve a point. If people keep going on about them not winning away and a mental block, it will cause an issue with nerves and fans and players. It's really disappointing, but don't create problems by making issues out of it. MS Orient said, probably the worst team I've seen for a long while. We are clearly streaked ahead of them. Unfortunately, we didn't know how to close the game out. You have to concentrate for the full 96 minutes. We switched off minute one and minute 90. Dave M, 1812, said, yet more points dropped after Clay scored. And why doesn't he shoot more often? We looked as though we didn't know what to do. I think that they were there for the taking, but we divvered and didn't go for it. I don't think the players realise how good they are. Interesting point. That's a really good point there. Gould Howard said, missing a leader on the pitch. Someone to push the players that extra 10%. Until we want it more than other teams will be exactly what we are. So frustrated, but maybe we expect too much. After all, it's Division 4 football. Howard, stop it with your doses of realism, please. <laughs> stop it. Kevin Cowlins, there's <laughs> two points dropped for sure, and it's so frustrating. Let's hope conceding last-minute goals does not become a habit. That said, we've lost just two in 16. The mark of a good side. And for those who say Craig Clay isn't good enough for this level, rerun those 90 minutes. An awesome performance. Yeah, Jason Kilby six said we tried to. Craig Clay is actually on good form at the moment as well. I mean, it's taken a yeah. while for him to get into the team and to get playing, but when he does, he's he's doing well. Jason Kilby six said we tried to cruise at two one and paid for it. Had some great attacking situations we wasted in the second half. Instead of driving forward to get the third, we turned back and kept the ball. We have to learn to go for the jugular when we're on top. We gave them hope and paid for it that's a great point go yeah. for the third then when you've got the third go for the fourth yeah good point a 3-1 becomes a very different scenario in the correct team, doesn't it, it kills it yeah. it kills their any desire and ambition that they probably had of oh we can nick a point out of it no because now you've got to score two goals yeah absolutely Conway underscore Nigel said both Rochdale goals scored at the far post and just a fault if we had a proper left back on the pitch perhaps these goals could have been avoided yeah yeah good see point. I'd be quite happy to see Connor Wood back and Archibald moved up top because Archibald is a very industrious player. When you look at him and watch him, he's, when he's got the ball, his first thing is to look up and go forwards with it. Or he's trying to press their left, their right back. Or he's trying to press their man. He's, like, he's got loads and loads of energy. Uh, I kind of feel he is wasted at left wing back. I agree with you. I think the question that any jacket would have if he, he was sitting here right now would go, all right, you want to push Archibald up, but who are you dropping? Who are you in? dropping? Yeah. It'd be Dan Kemp, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or one of Hector or Craig Clay. 
but then you've got too many attacking but it would probably be Hector wouldn't it because Craig Clay would be the one that sits to help you'd the have, defense yeah, you would and you'd have, have too, many attacking, yeah. <laughs> too many attacking players <laughs> Millar president said thought the O's edged it and deserved more than a point although with a different referee we could have been down to 10 men and on the back foot point game but we're drawing far too many games a win then a loss would give us far more points that's a good point actually it we talk about how lost two in 16 right but had we lost three in 16 and added another win into the other column Correct. we have more points so swings Mental around about it, yeah. yeah Orient Boy says reflection on today and today we're not ready to be promotion challengers players do not kill the games off on two, it equals too many lost points and to be honest we may need another season before we truly challenge for promotion Kenny Jacket has us faced in the right way just not quite enough quality to see us over the line very thoughtful that very thoughtful Rob Coldwell 154 said only two losses in that total which at this time of the season says a lot when we're good we win when we're average we draw glass half full here so yeah nice way of looking at it very good Philip Wicello so it feels like the O's were the better side however Rochdale had more possession more shots on target and forced four times as many corners the last one of which undid our lead it's great not to lose but it's not enough or in the top of the Skybet League 2 for games drawn now Philip's turning into a bit of a stat man so he is. thank you for sending that our way it's good yeah, interesting top man. There, yeah. top man Bog Stolics 1 said I thought we played through the thirds well yesterday with Clay and Hector impressive just need to uh, up the concentration levels at the end and we'll be fine still confident of a top 3 finish yeah and the final word on this one we've said this before we love it when we get views in from opposition fans we got a tweet from someone called Rochdale Fan who tweeted us and said, very harsh on you, that result. You must be really kicking yourselves not to go away from that game with three points, as you were the far better side. I expect to see Orient thereabouts at the top of the table come the end of the season. And best team, in my opinion, that Rochdale have played this season. That's a fantastic tweet. Brilliant. So thanks yeah. to everyone who tweets us. Those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook. We don't scale Twitter trying to get tweets. They all come into us, which we're very, very happy to have. So let us know if you agree or disagree with any, you can tweet us at Orient Outlook. 4,600 followers have gone past that point this week. So Very nice. Or always amazes me massively Very how many people we have. Oh, well, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. You can email us if you're not on Twitter. You can email us at orientoutlook.com. We are also on Facebook, so make sure you follow us on now, Orient Outlook Podcast. We're also on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. Not on Snapchat, not on TikTok, but we no. are on all the other accounts. We absolutely are with you on TikTok. <laughs> Carol Langley Prediction League update then. Well done to Julian Cabby03, who has his tradition of uh, predicting two all. So he gets three points. It was going to happen at some point in the season. He's got two. He's got two. He's got two as well. Right. So super kudos, though, to Boatsy, who correctly predicted and travelled down to Rochdale. And took an amazing video of Craig Clay's goal live. Yes, he did, and he posted it. Very well done. So he predicted the correct score at two all. And also one of the two scorers that we had. So extra special kudos to you, Ben. That means that top of the Prediction League is as follows. Nino Barone, unchanged at the top on 18 points. Parks is second, unchanged on 16 points and unchanged on 13 points at Leighton Ori. There's lots of movement lower down the table. table. So uh, thanks to everyone who takes the time to send their predictions in. That tweet goes out at midday. Uh, on match day uh, or if it's an evening game it'll go out at four o'clock ish um, and also obviously once the tweet for the team has gone out so don't forget to send us yours yeah so let's move on into Sunday the 14th of November the ladies were in action they were playing Tower Hamlets and they were looking to bounce back from their first defeat of the season last week 
and they named the starting lineup as follows. Here we go: Lola Dirajayi, Grace Alexander, oh. Olivia Warsfold, Stephanie Harrow, Zainab Almudin, Liliana Almeida, Bianca Karadi, Bobby Ellison, Zamina Malik, Tara Copeland, and Yulia Livy. Hey, Nussbaum, Nussbaum. You smashed that. Well done. <laughs> On the bench, we had Hilston Pearson. Ibrahim and Lynch. And we're pleased to say that the ladies are back on form Three. as they won the game at 7-0. Standard service for the ladies has been resumed after their first defeat of the league season last week. Well done, the ladies. That's absolutely fantastic and keep up the great work. So, foot, fancy football update as we look to wrap this up now. We're just coming up to the 70-minute mark. Jack Merritt is top. All the points have totted up from last week's games now. He's top of the Orient Outlook Fantasy Football League. He's got 780 points, four ahead of James Durkin in second place. Steve's not doing too bad. He has recovered a bit, 215th place, although I feel you've dropped 10 places yep. uh, from last time, but that's fine. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and we've got a whopping 315 players in that league. We certainly have. So time for positives and negatives of the week. Can't remember. I'm happy to do whatever you want. I'll do positives. So... First up, the result and performance against Charlton on Tuesday. Feels like ages ago now, That's but still name. very good. Second positive was another clean sheet at home and Reese Burns third of the season and our tenth in twelve home games. Whoever tweeted us that one earlier, yeah. brilliant. Another positive, Craig Clay doesn't score very often, but when he does, it's a banger. So Absolutely. well done to Craig Clay. And the fourth positive, Aaron Dryland's goal scoring form has continued into this week. Hopefully, it's it continues. For many more weeks. Yeah, I think eight it's eight for the season. Yeah. Well done to Aaron. So, Mr. Lee, I'll leave you to do the negatives. Yeah, so uh, three negatives. Rochdale felt like two points dropped. Yeah. Uh, another negative are the two goals, poor goals that we've conceded against Rochdale. And also, another point, I know we've noted this previously, but the yellow cards are still building up. Yeah, at some point that's going to that's going to bite us well. in the bum at some point. By all means, take one for the team. If it stops a counter attack, I'm all on board for that. But cheap yellow cards are not cool. Yeah, so so let's move on into the Carol Langley Florist Hero of the Week. So we took this one to Twitter and we nominated uh, the following players for this one. Bear in mind, the week included Charlton as well. So Greaseburn nominated Craig Clay, Aaron Drynan and Paul Smith. We had 107 votes in 24 hours for this one. And the winner with 63% of the vote was... Only the one and only Craig Clay. So well done to Craig Clay. Fantastic performance. Fantastic goal. Probably a long time coming. So well done to Craig. Although all are well deserving. Reese for his three clean sheets. Aaron for his goal scoring form. And Paul for the goal on Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday yeah. night. And his performance on Tuesday night. So yeah, I'm, I'm all worthy win. All worthy um, nominees there. So next week's fixtures. We've just got the one fixture next week. We've got Sutton at home on Saturday the 20th of November. They're in eighth place. They're just one above us. And two points above us after they beat Tranmere with a goal in the 70th minute. Uh, on Saturday they've won two and lost three in their last five games so they're not going to be the pushover uh, despite only recently joining us in the football league they're not going to be a, a walk in the park next week so we've got to be on on top form concentration for the full 90 minutes yeah that'll be a difficult difficult it is. Game. last yeah. time they came to Brisbane Road for a league game was in the National, National League, league. They, beat us, they beat us 1-0 two years ago yeah. they beat us 1-0 at our place it'd be very tough and like we said at the start of the podcast, get yourself down to Bridgman Road on Tuesday, the 16th of November. This Tuesday coming, watch the Young O's. They're in Youth Cup action at home to Newport County. Second round kicks off at 7pm. Get yourself down there. Hopefully, 
as we said, the Young O's can be victorious in their quest in the FA Youth Cup. Absolutely. Sponsorship reminder then, so don't forget, the best plastering and rendering prices you need to contact AJF Plastering. They're on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs. So that is it. Yeah, that is it. Thank you for joining us for episode 264. So it was a two-game week for the O's which was almost perfect as we beat Charlton at home on Tuesday to top our group in the Papa John's Trophy and progress to the knockout stages with a home tie. And despite going 1-0 down away to Rochdale after just 40 seconds, it looked like the O's would be taking all the points back to East London. But a late equaliser from the host left lots of fans frustrated as it was seen as two points dropped to leave us thinking about what might have been. So we've only one game coming up this week. It's a chance for Kenny and Joe to get the players ready for the visit of Sutton United and hopefully return to winning ways in League 2 that we look forward to talking about for you all next week. Amen to that. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe, please. Give our podcast a five-star rating. We'd appreciate a review. It does help other people who have a casual interest in us, in Orient, uh, to find a podcast about Orient. So whatever platform you're on, we'd appreciate a review and a rating. Uh, If you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn and Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also on smart speakers. We're also on the fan engagement app Fan Hub, which is brilliant. You can very quickly and easily listen to us on there. You can also do your team predictions uh, as well. So it couldn't be easier to listen to the Orient Outlet podcast these days. If you've got an older relative, a loved one, an Orient chum, someone who's got a casual interest in Orient who you think might like to be uh, and might like the, the podcast, grab their phone, download it and pass the pod. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 265 next week, only 35 away from the Big 300 with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you and as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Yeah.